0: And welcome back to the Disney World Today podcast. I am your ghost host for the day, Kevin Pope. Hope everyone's having a magical day, a magical week. Hope everything's going good with you guys. Back with another episode, ready to talk some Disney, of course. You guys know I'm always ready to talk some Disney. Here we are in uh, mid-March already. The uh, March Madness has begun. The, the The March Magic has also begun. If you're following me on Instagram... And uh, listening here on the podcast, I'm doing a bracket challenge of all of the Walt Disney World attractions. Maybe not all of them, but pretty close because I have 64 Disney World attractions, rides, and shows. Um, I made up a bracket. It's on my Instagram. And uh, every week, you guys are going to be voting on who advances to the next round. So I'm not going to get into that right now at the end Uh, towards the end of the episode, I'll do my March Magic update. I'll let you guys know um, some of the winners, if there are any upsets, any of the surprises, and we'll kind of uh, go over some of the matchups for the next round. That was pretty much our entire episode last week. Uh, I've been calling it March Magic 2023. Uh, It seems like this time of year, whether you're a college basketball fan or not, everybody you know or everything is you know, a bracket challenge. Brackets, whether it's you know, college basketball teams, Disney rides, Disney restaurants. I know I've seen brands on like Twitter, like doing a bracket of like uh, movies and movie characters, anything like that. So last week's episode, we kind of talk about that. Uh, we talk about the bracket that I made up in all 64 attractions and some of the matchups, you know, which ones were my favorites and uh, which ones I thought were going to win. You know, since last week I was talking about brackets and stuff, it was a little shorter episode. So towards the end of the episode, I was talking a little bit about one of my favorite all-time Disney attractions, Rock and Roller Coaster. You know, last week we talked about Rock and Roller Coaster in regards to some of the recent rumors uh, that have been kind of floating around. So I figured, you know what? What a better time than now let's talk rock and roller coaster let's do a full episode dedicated to rock and roller coaster so today's episode is going to be the history of rock and roller coaster but before we end this intro if you guys haven't already follow me on instagram disney world today you can follow me on youtube and tiktok as well leave me a rating and a review hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to this uh podcast if you're listening to this on your iphone head over to the podcast app Head over to my main page there and leave me a review and if you do i'll give you a shout out on the very next episode and if you look me up on instagram and you want to send me something cool disney related or not always feel free or if you have ideas or suggestions for the show top 10 lists anything like that feel free to hit me up there all right here we go your attention please <laughs> the walt disney world railroad Now, boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Rock and Roller Coaster has always been one of my favorite attractions. Um, It opened in July of 1999, you know, and, and at this point in time it's one of the last remaining parts of you know mgm studios slash early disney's hollywood studios like since 99 think about how much disney's hollywood studios has changed i think in 99 it was still called mgm studios pretty sure on that you know think about how much it's changed since it you know since the ride opened there's you know star wars land and they've gotten rid of the entire backlot tour area we've seen the stunt show come and go you know, the Streets of America back there, they've added, uh, you know, Pixar Land with, um, or uh, Toy Story Land, I'm sorry, with Slinky Dog Dash and Toy Story Mania and the Alien Swirling Saucers. And there's no more Who Wants to Be a Millionaire or, you know, live shows like that. Um, so Rock and Roller Coaster, Star Tours, Muppets, Tower of Terror, uh, the Indiana Jones stunt show. And I think that might be it, uh, The Voyage of the Little Mermaid. I think that might be it for, you know, attractions that are still, you know, there from 1999. So it's been around a while. It's seen some things. I think that's part of the reason why I like it so much, too, is that it's been there. It's been like a staple of Hollywood Studios, you know, since I was nine years old. And I wanted to talk about it today because, um, you know, a couple weeks ago, more rumors came out because... One of the actors from the pre-ride show for Rock and Roller Coaster was on a podcast. And on the podcast, they were taking questions from fans, from viewers. And someone was watching who was a Disney fan and asked him about Rock and Roller Coaster. And he said something about how it's going to be changed to a queen themed uh, roller coaster soon. And that kind of just sparked all the rumors again. The the rumors about Rock and Roller Coaster being rethemed have been going on for, you know, probably 20 years close to it. And I, you know, when you hear something like this, even though it's so random, you know, if if Disney's going to retheme one of its most popular coasters, why would a random background actor from 1999, you know, be one of the first ones to know about it? it? That's what I just didn't believe Um, but there are still rumors swirling and they have been for a while. So it's one of those things, rock and roller coaster is going to be rethemed. It's just a matter of time. You know, when are they going to do it? Is it anytime soon? Is it five years, 10 years, one year? Like who knows? You know, it's always been hard to kind of find details on the contract that Disney signed with Aerosmith. Um i I know their original contract ended you know years ago and of what i've tried to find out and what of what i've heard you know they were working on a year-to-year contract for a while i heard they signed an extension but now there's like stuff with steven tyler and allegations with him that you know maybe disney would want to cut ties you know sooner rather than later so this episode, we're gonna just kind of talk about the entire history of Rock and Roller Coaster, and then we'll just kind of talk about these rumors and what they could potentially retheme it to. So, like I said, Rock and Roller Coaster opened in July of 1999, and I I can still vividly remember that summer. I'm nine years old, eight nine years old. I turned nine in July, and one of the kids on my baseball team uh, went to Disney, and. Uh, you know, we would, back then we were probably going to Disney like first or second week of August. So when he got back, it was pretty close to when we were going on our trip and he, he got back and he was talking about the new roller coaster, rock and roller coaster. And that, you know, instantly, like we were excited for that because I, again, this is back in 1999. There's no Twitter, there's no YouTube, there's no social media. Sometimes you would just show up to Disney and there would be a new ride and you'd be just Surprised by it, you know, I don't remember if we knew ahead of time uh, That there was going to be, you know, this roller coaster opening up like I don't remember walking around MGM studios and seeing signs for it or anything like that. So That summer when this kid on my baseball team, you know gets back from vacation and is talking to us about it It's like whoa, there's this new coaster we have to go on and all I remember is him saying it goes upside down and there's like a giant guitar And to a nine-year-old, like, those are the only two things that, you know, really matter. Oh, my God, you go upside down? Oh, my God, a giant guitar? Like, instantly, you know, we were hooked. So, like, that's my first memory of rock and Roller Coaster, even before we went on vacation and were able to see it up close and ride it, was just, like, the excitement of hearing one of my friends, you know, talk about how cool it was. I know I've mentioned the story on here not too long ago. But the first time we went on rock, rock and Roller Coaster, I vividly remember that one too. So here we are, it's 1999, my family's on vacation, the whole family's there, you know, my mom, dad, my sister, my aunt, my two cousins, grandma, grandpa, we all go to Disney and you know, we gotta go check out this new roller coaster at MGM Studios. Again, no social media, no YouTube. You know, obviously there were warning signs like when you walk up to it, but we weren't paying attention to those. So all of us, except for grandma, like we all got in line. We went through the entire line, and then I'll never forget, we get to the end. After the pre-ride video, you walk out those doors, and you're kind of in that alley part um, where you can see people getting loaded into the cars, and then there's like this this big fence area, and you can see, you know, where the coaster kind of starts. And we're all standing there. We're looking through the fence. We see this limousine-themed coaster kind of just sitting there. You know, there's this countdown, and all of a sudden, in a blink of an eye, the car is gone, zoom. And I remember all of us just like there was, out loud people would just go whoa, like that was that off factor, first time seeing rock and roller coaster, and instantly, you know, my dad, my grandpa, my little sister, yep, yeah, yeah, we're not going on. See you guys, <laughs> you know, they go go out the uh, the exit doors there, but you know the rest of us we rode it. I was nine years old, you know, I was invincible. I I loved all the roller roller coasters, and I'll never forget like rock and roller coaster is known and it's it's famous for its launch sequence the beginning of the ride the first you know three seconds of the ride you know you go zero to 60 miles an hour and i think it's in 2.7 seconds so that's the draw you know right there and i think that's part of the reason why it gained so much popularity let's think about too this is disney world in 1999 um you know when rock and roller coaster opens it's a big deal because they still at this point don't have that many thrill rides. You have Thunder Mountain, Space Mountain, Splash Mountain, you have Test Track over at Epcot, but that's kinda it, you know? So when Rockin' Roller Coaster opens, like this is a legit roller coaster. Like it goes upside down. And the thought of a you know a Disney World attraction being a thrill ride that goes upside down it goes 60 miles an hour there's corkscrews you know it was probably met with a little bit of hesitation because up to this point disney is still kind of that family friendly park where you know the rides are for everyone and now here's this you know roller coaster that goes zero to 60 miles an hour is it, it was intense for the time you know, it still is an intense roller coaster, but the technology and, you know, coasters around the world have definitely caught up to it. But 99, it's it was still one of the top tier, you know, coasters around. And, you know, yeah, it went upside down in the corkscrews, but it was that launch sequence, that first three seconds of the ride that made it stand out from everything else. You know, this is also a time in 1999 where I feel like Disney was finally starting to look at Universal Studios... Orlando as competition. Here we are in 1999, and um, Universal's second park in Florida, Islands of Adventure, was set to open. It opened in um, May of 1999, and this park was a lot different, you know, than than their first park. Their first park, Universal Studios, was definitely, um, you know, comparable to Disney's MGM Studios. There's a lot of um, cool kind of. Um, videos and, and and documentaries you can watch about how it was almost like a race to get the park open first, um, you know, between Universal Studios and, and MGM Studios. You know, Michael Eisner was in charge, and he wanted a working, you know, movie studio that was also a theme park, You know, and that was kind of Universal's thing as well. So when uh, Highlands of Adventure opens up, it's a, this was definitely a more, um, this was definitely a uh, theme park that was kind of geared more towards the teenage crowd. Some of their rides and attractions were, <laughs> were a lot different than Disney's and a lot different than, you know, the, the rides in their their first park. You know, they have like E.T. and uh, the Jaws ride in King Kong. And here we are in Islands of Adventure. We have a Spider-Man 3D attraction. We have a Hulk coaster. We have Dueling Dragons. Totally different. So Disney in 99, you know, they kind of needed Rock and Roller Coaster. They needed this thrill ride to kind of keep the teenagers... You know, coming. And again, I can speak to it just from personal experience. I remember, you know, probably a little later than 99, but, you know, early 2000s, um, late 90s, early 2000s, like that was the cool teenager park. Like when I was, you know, 11, 12 years old, 13, 14, I wanted to go to, to MGM Studios on Friday night, Saturday night. I wanted to wear my coolest shirt there, you know, because that was where the cool kids were, were going because they had Rock and Roller Coaster and Tower of Terror. And since this is a history of episode, I figured I might as well kind of go over the history of uh, Rock and Roller Coaster. From the beginning, uh, it was announced in April of 1998 that it was going to be opening at Disney's Hollywood Studios, uh, which, like I said in the intro, I, I had zero memory of this kind of uh, being built or just announcements or any like promotional material. Like I just remember showing up. Uh, in 99 and it being there and uh, that's pretty crazy too it was announced in april 98 and it opened in july of 99 a year and a few months here we are in uh, 2023 and it took them like six years to build tron and the uh, the official name is rock and roller coaster starring aerosmith and that's pretty cool to think about too that um, <laughs> there's a roller coaster at disney that legitimately stars Aerosmith. You know, they they provide the music and the soundtrack for the ride, but they're also kind of built into the story and like the the promote the promotional stuff. So you walk up, you see the giant red guitar. There's a sign with Aerosmith. You know, you get in line, you see kind of um, uh, just little like tributes here and there to to music in general, but Aerosmith as well. And then you see the pre ride video where Steven Tyler literally invites you to you know come to their concert they got to make sure they get you to the concert on time there's rush hour traffic in LA the only way to do that is to put you in a super fast stretch limo and when they had the grand opening in 1999 Aerosmith was invited and had kind of the ceremonial first ride uh, on the coaster and for the longest time I don't know if it's still there today but for the longest time you could see Aerosmith's on-ride photo uh, in the gift shop after you ride, and I always thought that was pretty cool. I've always kind of liked the band uh, Aerosmith. I was always kind of a fan of their music. Uh, I remember growing up, my mom had like their Greatest Hits CD. Uh, that was always in rotation, you know, whenever we were traveling in the car. And especially once they came to Disney, we uh, we definitely became bigger fans. And you know, they have some hits, obviously with like Walk This Way and uh, Lovin' an Elevator. And you know, they're pretty mainstream. Uh, rock band, even in the late '90s. You know, nowadays, even though they haven't really released any new music in a long time, I do feel like their music holds up, which um, you know kind of helps prolong the life of the ride. Their music doesn't feel too dated, especially when you're riding it. Um, you know, the hits are the hits, right? You always got to play the hits. So, you know, Aerosmith, Disney—not a uh, relationship I ever thought I would see. It's not like they were like a Disney band or. You know, I don't even think they were kind of known for being fans of Disney. You know, Steven Tyler, I never remember seeing pictures of or hearing about, like, him taking trips to Disney or anything like that. Whereas, like, you know, nowadays you kind of know which celebrities and artists and stuff are, are big Disney people. Like I mentioned, they uh, they provide the soundtrack for the ride. As you're riding, each car is uh, equipped with a bunch of speakers playing loud Aerosmith music. And what I think is pretty cool is each limo has... Um, A different license plate and depending on which license plate tells you which song you're gonna get so all the songs are nine lives love in an elevator walk this way young lust fine Uh, back in the saddle dude looks like a lady and uh, sweet emotion Uh, one of the cars um, you get to hear both love in an elevator and walk this way which sparked one of the biggest arguments me and my friend uh, Brian have ever gotten into in our lives uh, this was our two thousand and eight vacation. We're at Disney. We're having a great time. So we go on rock and roller coaster. We get off, and uh, you know, my dad was asking us about it. How was it? You know, this is Brian's first, you know, first trip, first time on the ride. And he's like, "Oh, which song did you guys get?" And I was like, "Oh, Walk This Way." And Brian's like, "No, it was Love in an Elevator." And I swear to God, we almost came to to blows over this. Like, we were gonna start punching each other because I swore on everything uh, that it was Walk This Way, and he swore on everything that it was love in an elevator, so much so that we, like, we were heated. And I think back at the hotel or somewhere later on, um, no, actually, I think it was a few days later, we rode it again, and we realized that the car actually played both of the songs, like part of, you know, walk this way and, like, in the beginning of the ride and love in an elevator you know, towards the end of the ride. And we just kind of looked at each other like, oh, so we were both right. And it's just one of those stories, like my sister still brings up to this day, uh, the most heated argument we've ever been in. Part of the rumors of why it's gonna be rethemed soon, um, I think they've done it twice now where they kind of turned off the Aerosmith uh, music and for a Star Wars special event, they replaced it with Star Wars music and had like a Star Wars overlay. Um, so uh, if you were able to you know go to that event, you were able to experience one of the few times you know rock and roller coaster without the iconic Aerosmith music. Even the gift shop at uh, Rock and Roller Coaster um, was probably always one of my favorites. I always thought it was one of the coolest ones. You know, right when you get off the ride, they make it seem like this backstage area. You know, you get out of your uh, get out of your little car there. Uh, you get to walk over and see your uh, on-ride photos and how funny those are. So those are always great because um, they take your picture right at the beginning when you're doing, you know, 60 miles per hour you know five g's on your face like it's so hard to pose for a picture when you're going that fast you know right into a, a loop uh, so you get to see that and then you kind of walk back there and it's like a, a whole backstage area and it's always cool like that was the place i was always getting souvenirs from um when i was 14 me and my friends brian and chris started our own band so from that point on like at rock and roller coaster i was always getting like the souvenir guitar picks and souvenir uh drumsticks they had like rock and roller coaster drumsticks and you know disney world drumsticks i had like a pair of uh, drumsticks that lit up uh like every time you hit like the drum with them that were pretty cool so like that was like my go-to spot definitely um when i was like a teenager now we pretty much talked all about um rock and roller coaster at mgm studios i will say there is uh or i should say there was a uh, rock and roller coaster ride at disneyland paris that was just recently re-themed. So that, I guess, adds to the rumors as well. And it was re-themed to... Um, it was a Marvel's Avengers-type attraction. Like, they kept the same track and, and same type of coaster. They just kind of reskinned it and gave it a Marvel Avengers theme. So if you're interested in checking that out, uh, you can find that on YouTube. But that kind of brings us to our next point, our final point here on, you know... If they're gonna retheme it, which they probably will, what should they retheme it to? Now, back in the archives, I did an entire episode on uh, what they should retheme Rock and Roller Coaster 2. So, if you're interested and you want to check that out, go ahead. Um, I think I did my top five, and of course, I had some honorable mentions in there. But it, it's gonna—it's just a matter of time, guys, before they do retheme it. So, if they do, like, what should they retheme it to? There there's one popular choice right now that's kind of circulating on the internet on Twitter, on Disney Twitter, Disney Instagram. And the one that everyone is bringing up is Powerline from a Goofy movie. I've always liked a Goofy movie, but somehow for for some reason Powerline over the last, I don't know, 2 or 3 years, I would say has like taken off in popularity again and I'm not really sure how that happened. Um, but if you're on Disney Instagram or TikTok or Twitter, you've, you've probably seen it at some point. Powerline is uh, one of the characters from a Goofy movie and he's a um, like a pop star in the movie. So if they were to retheme it to Powerline slash a Goofy movie, um, it would kind of fit the current theme of it being like a music-themed coaster. You wouldn't have to change too much. Um... It would still be, you know, music themed. You have the giant guitar. You, I'm sure you have to change it up a little bit, but it would kind of fit. You know, uh, some of the ideas I've heard is that um, you're you're going to a Powerline concert. You know, maybe you add in like Goofy and Max in there. Um, you could add those characters. I have to say, guys, it sounds awesome. It's cool to think about. Like for us, for people my age, around my you know, generation, that sounds pretty cool. I just don't see Disney doing that because they've never really promoted a Goofy movie like on the forefront, like ever. Even when it came out in the mid 90s, it always kind of seemed like an afterthought. Like it was always Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Tarzan, Hercules, Mulan. Goofy movie came out like right in the prime. You know, of the 90s and all these Disney classic movies that it was always forgotten. Like, all of those movies I just named, like, they always had something, you know, representing them at Disney World, whether it was a parade or character meet and greets or merchandise. A Goofy movie for the longest time, not up until, like, the last few years, you didn't see Powerline merchandise anywhere. You never saw Max uh, in the parks, like, obviously Goofy, but you didn't see Max or Powerline or any of those other other characters which was always weird to me and that's the reason why i just i have some doubts on disney doing it like if they wanted to do the popular choice listen to the internet and the you know the internet the disney internet community yes they would do powerline i don't think disney will do that because i feel like they would look at it and i don't think they would see it as a money-making opportunity powerline from a goofy movie mid-90s um, they made a sequel, an extremely goofy movie, I think, and, like, that was it. I don't even know if Powerline was in that. So, like, how would they promote that, like, going forward? Like, t- for me, it feels like Disney wants to do something, add in a character or a, or a ride or a, a franchise, I mean. You know, they want to add a franchise that they can t- continue to make new stuff for, you know, and make money. You know, Frozen, for example, when they replaced... Um, Maelstrom at Epcot they put in a frozen ride well, you know they're doing another frozen movie and there's Olaf specials and there's Disney plus specials like that's what they do like they just open up a Tron coaster I would bet you anything in the next few years we have another either Tron movie a Tron reboot or a Tron show on Disney plus because that's what they do they want a franchise that they can kind of um, you know use with that attraction that won't be outdated as soon as they build it you know pandora and with avatar like one of the you know, like requirements they had for putting that in their park was that james cameron had to do a sequel you know so i mean it, it's it's a cool idea it's a it fits perfectly it would make sense but you know i could be wrong but i just don't see disney looking at Powerline slash a goofy movie and being like yeah that's a good idea. We can make money off this, you know, for years to come. I just, I don't think they would get it. One of the other rumors of them, you know, re-theming it, um, you know, kind of how I mentioned in the intro, like the big rumor from the, the podcast that the actor was in, you know, a queen-themed um, coaster or, or another rock band in general, which would probably be the easiest thing to do um, now I will say though, like he said, queen, like, how would you do the pre ride video? Would you get rid of that? You know, how are you going to film it? Cause at least rock and roller coaster, there's a story. It's not just a coaster. They actually, you know, still have a story with Aerosmith. You see Aerosmith, they invite you to their concert. They talk to you. I don't think that's possible to do with queen unless you use like AI or like actors who look like the singers and stuff. Um, you know, and again, too, Queen, the band, like, you, now you're really dating yourself. Like, well, ah, there's not going to be new Queen music coming out. You know, is it, the younger generation, are they into Queen? You know, I, I don't know about that. I, I don't think that is a, is a good fit either. Now, maybe they choose a different band. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I remember some of the original rumors when I was... I want to say like the late 2000s is when I remember hearing it for the first time. There were rumors of changing it to either Hannah Montana or the Jonas Brothers. And at that time, though, they were both huge Disney Channel stars. So it would kind of, you know, make sense. Whereas now, I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't really keep track of all the Disney Channel pop stars anymore. So I'm not sure who would be a good fit there. Now, when I did my episode on, you know, what they should re-theme into, I think the two picks I had, you know, I had Powerline and a Goofy movie, and the two other picks I kind of had were Buzz Lightyear slash Lightyear, um, because this was right around the time the new Lightyear movie was coming out. You know, you already have, like, Toy Story Land in Hollywood Studios, you know, maybe you do something with, you know, some sort of Star Command, Buzz Lightyear-themed coaster. Or, you know, the RC car, something with Toy Story. I love Toy Story, so that would be cool for me. Um, And the other one I had was something Marvel or Avengers related. Now, like I said, they recently did that at Disneyland Paris. Um, The only thing you would have to do, though, is be careful of the rights issue with Universal Studios. Universal Studios um, Islands of Adventure, when they opened that park, they signed a deal with Marvel where they have a Marvel land in their parks and they have a incredible Hulk coaster. Um, they have a couple X-Men rides. They have a Spider-Man ride. Um, Dr. Doom from fantastic four is mentioned. And, uh, in the park, you see like pictures of Wolverine and Captain America and Thor. So I don't think you can use any of those characters. I don't think you can use any of the Avengers, any of the X-Men or any of the fantastic four. Now there are loopholes though. As we've seen with Guardians of the Galaxy, you could use pretty much like newer characters or characters that weren't like in the original Avengers or something like that. So you could have, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel, Shang-Chi, etc. Those kind of characters. So I would love for them to do something Marvel related. It would just be so tough for me to see them do a coaster like you know rock and roller coaster it's gonna stay the same track. And the thing that pops into my head is Iron Man. Like imagine that being an Iron Man uh, coaster where you're like inside a suit or something like and even you could pump in the you know the Iron Man song from Black Sabbath. That would be so sick. I just I don't think they can do that with the rights issue. So they'd probably have to use some of the other Marvel characters, but it would be cool. Um, you know, I think I think that would be my go to choice, whether than doing another rock band or even like a Buzz Lightyear coaster. I think something Marvel related would be pretty cool. That's pretty much all I've got in regards to Rock and Roller Coaster. You know, the history of it, you know, it's it's kind of like a brief history. There hasn't really been much to it. You know, it opened in the 90s Aerosmith. And it's kind of just been, you know, a consistent factor at Hollywood Studios ever since. Um, I think it's still, there's this, I I can picture it now. You know, walking down Hollywood Boulevard, you got Tower of Terror in front of you, and then you make that left and you walk under the kind of sculpture of the car that's upside down. You see the giant red guitar and you hear the iconic rock music. And it's just it just fits perfectly in that courtyard back there. Um, when they do eventually change it, I'm going to be sad. Even if they make it something Marvel or Buzz Lightyear or Powerline or something cool, a part of me will always remember it as Rock and Roller Coaster with Aerosmith, like my love for rock music. Um, it all kind of started there. So that's all I got for Rock and Roller Coaster. Um, What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. All right, March Magic 2023, where I listed 64 Walt Disney World attractions and you guys determine which one is the best, which one is the winner by voting. Uh, You can catch all the voting and updates and stuff on my Instagram. And the first round, you know, I got to say, there weren't really any crazy upsets. Um, everything kind of went how I thought it was going to go. It's always cool to see the voting. Um, and, and like I've mentioned, if you didn't hear last week, the way the bracket works is like each quadrant, there's 16 teams or 16 rides in each quadrant. And I kind of broke it up and, um, you know, ranked them one through 16 from best to worst attraction. Um, so a lot of those matchups, like the number one matchup plays goes against the number 16, 2 versus 15, etc. So like for example, the one matchup was Space Mountain versus Tom Sawyers Island. Space Mountain won, obviously, I'm actually surprised it only got 95% of the vote, which means five percent of the people who voted picked Tom Sawyers Island. So I don't know how that happened, but hey, I guess there's some Tom Sawyers Island love on there. Um couple interesting ones. I uh, had uh, Smuggler's Run beat Tiki Room in a closer matchup than I thought it would be. Um, let's see, we have Under the Sea uh, with Ariel, the Little Mermaid attraction at Magic Kingdom beat Muppet Vision. You know, the Muppets are pretty beloved. We had Test Track beat Spin, 97% to 3%. Here was a fun one. Goofy's Barnstormer beat out Mission Space. You know, a ride that's designed for little kids beat out one of Disney's most expensive uh, attractions ever because no one likes uh, going on Mission Space and throwing up in the bushes afterwards. Some of our other matchups we had um, the Jungle Cruise beat Ratatouille. I think that might have been an upset there. You know, Rat- Ratatouille, a, a newer attraction at Epcot, Jungle Cruise, a classic. You know, maybe because you know Ratatouille is so new. That, uh, you know, not that many people have written it yet, or maybe that love isn't there yet. You know, The Jungle Cruise is a classic. The People Mover beat the Indiana Jones stunt show. Sl- Slinky Dog Dash won its matchup. And, uh, you yeah, know, pretty much um, everything went as expected. Mickey's Philhar Magic beat out Frozen Ever After, uh, which was cool to see. Uh, here's one that I didn't, That I mean, I know it's tough with all these, but. Carousel of Progress beat out Dinosaur 56% to 44%. Um, What else we got here? Kali River Rapids beat the Teacups. And Star Tours beat Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. And that's pretty much for any of our crazy matchups. The last one that I was hoping would go a different way is The Seas with Nemo and and Friends uh, beat the Tomorrowland Speedway 60% of the vote um for the seas with nemo and friends. So the matchups are only going to get more difficult. Um who also we had uh, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger spin receive 52% per- 52% of the vote beating out the Navi River Journey. That's that's a uh, kind of a shocker as well. Um but yeah, like the matchups they're only going to get harder because now a lot of those lower tier attractions that I had to add just to fill out the bracket are now out. So now you're going to have some pretty popular rides, you know, going against each other. Like I think right away in the first bracket I'm looking at here, um, we're going to have living with the land versus pirates of the Caribbean. It looks like, I don't know how I'm going to vote for that. So I I don't, you know, I I'm interested to see how this is going to go. I'm interested to see which attraction is going to end up winning. And you know, like I said, it's March Madness everyone's doing brackets and i think this is something fun and my plan is to do this every year and just kind of have um you know just like a like an archive like you know 10 years from now it would be cool to look back and be like oh 2023 you know space mountain one attraction of the year and oh from 2024 through 2026 uh cosmic rewind uh uh, you know a three-peat um i just think that would be pretty cool so again, if, if you want to participate or check it out or anything like that, the voting will be up on my Instagram page, Disney World Today. The voting is going to be um, every Friday until you know the, the finals here. And you guys will vote, and I'll give you guys an update here on the podcast next week as well. And that's all I got for this episode. That's all I got, guys. Uh, remember, if you can, please rate, subscribe, leave a review if you do leave me a review, I'll give you a shout out on the very next episode. Follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Uh, my DMs on Instagram are always open if you want to stop by and say hi. If you have ideas uh, for the show, topic ideas, rankings lists, anything like that. Or if you find like a cool reel, a cool post, want to set it my way, or just want to chat, uh, feel free. TikTok and YouTube, trying to post more on YouTube. TikTok, I'm still making a push for 10,000 followers. That's one of my small goals and I hope to get there soon. Slowly, but surely we're going up there. I hope you guys have a good rest of the week. Enjoy your weekend. Here we are midway through March. Spring is uh, on the horizon here. Daylight Savings was uh, last week, which is I'm, I feel like I'm still adjusting to. But yeah, that's all I got. I'm going to go uh, probably watch some uh, something on Disney+. Plus, and uh, I hope you guys have a, have a good weekend. And always remember It all started with a mouse.